like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are here this week, week number three of May 2021, uh, talking about the documentary Tina. That is our main review for the evening. Um, The theme for the month of May is music docs, and this will be our third episode of the month. Uh, Corey picked Tina. Um, Neither of us had seen this one, though, and it is available to watch on HBO Max. But before we get into our review of our uh, documentary this week, we like to catch up with how things have been and see what else we've been watching since the last time we recorded. So, Corey, how's it going? Oh, I'm so glad it's Friday. <laughs> how are you? Kind of the same. Um, you know, it's been a week. Uh, it was our last day for seniors was on Tuesday. Um, and that's always an emotional, like, farewell. But a little different this year because a lot of my seniors were online all year. So it was just like goodbye from a Zoom call. Um and then uh, I had a a big meeting with um, some parents. Uh, we're, we're trying to arrange a tour to Los Angeles next June um, that would be centered around film, uh, which so, you know, it's up my class's alley. It's up my alley. Uh, an opportunity to get to go to Los Angeles, something I've always wanted to do and see all of the Hollywood sites, um, including uh, a Warner Brothers Studio Tour, Universal Studios LA, and... Um, Disneyland, uh, all included on this tour. So three really cool opportunities, uh, for a six day trip. Um, and it's off to a good start. I've already got three students signed up. Uh, I know for sure a fourth will be signing up cause it's my daughter. And then, um, I just need a few more to lock. I need 10 basically to lock myself in going and every additional 10, I get to bring a, another chaperone. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm hopeful. Uh, it seems like it'll be a really cool opportunity for next June. Um, something to look forward to. And of course that's assuming everything stays like it is right now and, and actually better yet keeps getting better um, as far as the COVID and the, and all that goes. So it, it's exciting. How have you awesome. been? Uh, just, you know, I think that life is going to return to normal at some point. So just trying yeah. to make some extra monies to save for when that happens so just working a little bit of overtime gonna work some overtime tomorrow yeah um there's a concert uh i guess it's like a weird touring festival where they're doing like four days in different cities and they're coming to daytona um like i know there's it's happening in kentucky and it's a bunch of like different rock bands and each day is a different I, i don't think it's all included from what i could tell it looks like you buy the day that you're most interested in but like oh, weird. Meta- Metallica is a big part of it um, because they're in the Kentucky lineup and they're also in the Daytona lineup and they seem to be headlining two different days. Um, but like there's uh, an artist I've, I think I've talked about on the show. I'm a big fan of grandson and I missed an opportunity to see him live at a very small venue uh, just before the pandemic broke. Um, and he's, he's opening, Oh, he's not opening. He's one of, many bands playing on the first day that's headlined by nine inch nails um and cypress hill i think are the two like big names on the on the bill um it looks like it's like this let's get back out there and do what we can kind of show and it it looks like it's gonna be an outdoor festival um just given it's that in daytona so i'm assuming it's at like the 500 speedway or whatever um so I'm, i'm intrigued i haven't looked at prices or anything but they just announced that they were gonna be in daytona uh, I don't remember all the other bands. There's a lot of bands though. Like it's just tons and tons of bands. And I, I'm not like, I like some nine inch nail songs and I wouldn't mind seeing them live. I wouldn't go to see them live though. That wouldn't be like my draw. I, I want to see grandson. And I don't know if it's worth like that day doesn't look as compelling for my taste. Um, as like, I I would almost rather go like on the, the two days at Metallica's headlining because I've never seen Metallica live and it's Metallica, even though I wouldn't say I'm the hugest Metallica fan, but I definitely like a lot more of their stuff than Nine Inch Nails collectively. Ooh, and also tones are going to be there. Yes. Which I've also Social never seen. I am a big fan of, I'm a big fan of like their first three albums. 
and oh, the death kind notes? of fall off. Yeah, yeah. I love uh, adrenaline the most, um, and I do fur. like uh, around the fur and um, what is it? White Pony is that? What the I love White about? Pony. That album's fantastic. I, actually, so those good. first three albums are so good. Uh, there's almost nothing wrong with those albums, and but then it it drops off for me substantially. There's songs that have come from them that I like, but uh, like as I don't think I've liked a, a whole album since White Pony, but. White Pony's my favorite. I don't ever really know how other people feel about that. Like, you know, sometimes that can be considered <laughs> sacrilege. Um, I don't really know how other people feel about that, but that's my favorite album, and it just celebrated the 20th anniversary, I think, last year. Oh, wow. We old, and they, like, did a really cool uh, reissue of the vinyl. But that's cool. I was trying to look up that tour to see all who would be there interesting yeah and it seems very different like the the kentucky lineup there's some like i know i think corn is headlining on one of the nights uh in kentucky so it's not like they're not fully touring the same bands everywhere but it seems to be the same general concept of the show right like it's a lot of bands four different days i am assuming you have to buy each day because like metallica is headlining two days so i wouldn't see you getting to see like them twice for one price Um, unless there might be a package deal four day for 270 wow that's way out of my price also i don't have again i haven't looked at prices at all i just saw the lineup um because of grandson's connection to it and i'm like cool i would like to see grandson i don't know if it's 270 for four days it's got to be pretty pricey then like it's probably not in my my comp for me i'm not spending more than 50 dollars on most concert tickets i just don't care enough anymore like it you know especially that's like an all-day thing i'm you know I'm more of like go to an arena show and and get a seat that's really cheap in the back and I'm content um, at this point Gore's in my life. Be there, Mark. <laughs> Why don't you join oh, the band? Man. Yes, Guar. Um, but uh, with that, there was another thing I was. Gonna, oh, um, I went to the movie theater for the first time in a year. Um, I did finally venture back. It was a, a very uneventful thing for me. I was very nervous going in. I was like concerned, like what if it's really busy. What if the people aren't wearing masks? And I got there at, I went to a 12 o'clock show on a Saturday, like uh, in the afternoon. And it was completely empty uh, for the first 20 minutes. And then two people did show up and they did sit in the same row as me, but they were on the other end. Um, okay. Still though, a uh, completely empty theater and they happened to pick seats in the back row. I picked seats in the back row. Uh, so I guess it's fair. We both wanted to sit in the back, um, but Overall, it was I was really happy to be back. Um, I was glad that it was empty. And then uh, it looks like my local theater is supposed to reopen next week for a quiet place. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that's going to happen. But I'm also I might still venture farther away uh, to theaters that I know I can pick my seats to. Um, I just I'm very questionable about this specific area. And some people not adhering to mask policies, despite you know businesses wanting that. So I'm I'm still kind of on the fence about it. I did notice uh, my Regal app has clicked back on. Um, I don't think I've been charged yet, but I it's now like um, it's showing me that I have a free popcorn and a free drink for my birthday from last year because it's been closed since oh yeah March the year before. So I'm like oh mm, I don't know if I'm comfortable getting the popcorn, but I could get it at the end and bring it home, and I, Kathy would be happy because she misses um. movie theater popcorn. Um, but it's been a busy week. This, it feels like a lot has happened since we last recorded. Um, just, you know, all of that. And at the same time, uh, because I am, my seniors are gone. So I'm one class down. I usually have six classes. I only have five right now, which is nice. Um, but it also like, there was a point yesterday where I was, I was so caught up with everything. I was just like sitting and I still had like an hour before school ended, but I didn't have a class. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And like, I was like that, I was that bored for like half an hour, um, where normally I'm like overwhelmed and I have way too much stuff to do. And I was just like, I've, I've been so focused on getting stuff done that I'm like ahead. And I don't, I don't say this to like everybody cause I'm not trying to brag or anything like that. It wasn't that situation. Oh, I do want to give one more crazy uh, thing. I, I have um, been teaching for a while now. Right. And like I started teaching in 2006, um, I've been at the high school since 2010. So I've been there for 11 years. And 
because of that, I've taught a lot of people who have now graduated. And one of my graduates from this year, I have taught his uh, sister and his two stepbrothers over the last like six, seven years. And all of them, I, I've I was pretty close with when they were in my class and I've stayed in touch with most of them afterwards. And I also uh, work with his mother. Like she's also a teacher um, who I've now worked with for several years. I actually have no idea how many at this point, but it's, it's probably like six, I think, or so. Um, it might be more. But uh, I got a card from each of the siblings and the parents thanking me for the time that I've, you know, uh, worked with the students. And it was, I was unbelievably moved by each card. Like I had to like stop reading in between the cards because it was too much emotion. Like I was like breaking down for a minute. Um, and then, uh, I, I was really surprised. I I was given a, a gift card that was, um, more than generous and uh to uh dunkin donuts where i have uh, every day this week since i got the gift card on tuesday um i have bought a a coffee and i am uh, i am taking a picture with every single coffee purchase uh and i'm going to assemble them into a uh probably a tiktok at the end um with like some a thank you thing because i am i'm very very grateful i was extremely humbled to get that um I've been blessed with gift cards over the last month because I also got a bunch of gift cards to Starbucks not long ago. So I, I have like, yes, I'm drinking coffee for so free right coffee. now. <laughs> yes. Like at least one giant coffee a day. Um, yes. And it's been nice. Uh, Cause sometimes I won't do that. Cause I'm like, I don't need to spend three. I can make coffee. At home. But like, if it's, if it's paid for, I have no problem getting something fancier than what I can make at home. Um, and or even so, just not to make it yourself. What a treat. True, true. But I, you know, I, I, it's not like a pot of coffee is, is complicated, but it's just coffee where if I go to like, I, I do, I'm, I'm real partial to cold brew. That's become like oh, my favorite, like go to. And I, I know it's so trendy uh, for me to be like, I'm actually, uh, thank you. Cause you're, you're kind of the anti-trend. So the fact that you're also drinking, it makes me feel a little better. Um, <laughs> I say that because you predominantly listen to music that doesn't exist to anybody else's. It's bands uh, I make up. I make the albums. Yeah. I produce them. I play it's all the instruments. I do it all myself. Super impressive. Although the Dandy Warhols have become a regular rotation. Uh, not. I don't. I do a lot of like um, the YouTube music is like. What's your? Uh, You're a shuffler. Based on your life, I am, and that pops up a lot now in my rotation. Just basically the Bohemian song. Um, oh, it's so good. It is good. I won't deny. They, uh, and I know this was what we talked about a couple weeks ago, but or I don't even know when. Um, but uh, I love that 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 like is their hit. They have they have lots of popular songs, but that's their hit, and they don't shy away from playing it. Every show that I've been to, they play it, and I love that because so many bands are like, "Oh, I hate the hits." I don't know, but I'm glad that you're listening to them. Yeah, on occasion. Um, which I'll get into in a minute. Uh, someone else I've been meaning to listen to, but I haven't yet. But um, that is uh, what's been going on with me. Is there anything else you want to mention before we get into what we've been watching? Just counting down till I get to go see the Quiet Place, Quiet Place on uh, Thursday. Hey, um, John Krasinski, you need to make sure that you pop into my theater. Because I don't know, listeners, if you've seen I... that. But Krasinski has popped into screenings of A Quiet Place across the, the nation. Um, I just... I. I know I there's a lot pants. of people. Oh, it would be so, so crazy. And I've been to screenings with directors and stuff at them at film festivals. But if I'm like at my local theater and like Krasinski walked in, I would lose my mind. But Jim! Um, yeah. Oh, geez. Poor, poor Jim. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, he, Krasinski gets criticized. It seems like more often than he, he has any right to be. Uh, what? I think because he's so genuine that people, I think counting nice. as disingenuous. Yeah, like I think that's the problem. I think he is generally just a nice guy, and that seems disingenuous for a celebrity to be like that. Um, I don't know. He he was like when he started the the good news <gasps> Some thing good news. earlier during the pandemic was was amazing, and um, I just I generally like him anyways. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited to see this movie. I hope it's good, uh, especially because I was so excited to see it last year. And I'm glad they delayed it, mind you, because of the circumstances. But 
it it does feel like some of the wind was taken out of the sails kind of thing by it being like because it was mm. right there like i literally had just taught my class a quiet place in preparation for the sequel to come out and we were very pumped about it and then it was just like oh no and of course there was a lot of other things to make us sad at the time it wasn't just that we didn't get to see the movie but now it's like oh yeah I forgot that it's coming out. Like the, I did the marketing's definitely been pulled back a bit. They've, it's been a, a pushing it again now, but they had hyped it up so much. I, I do, I do fear that maybe um, there, that movie might suffer the most from what it would have done pre pandemic to what it's going to do now, because I think they spent so much of their budget marketing it when it was supposed to come out. I mean, it was, no one could have predicted. Well, Obviously, there was a few missteps, but I still I think that they were probably already committed to all the marketing and stuff then. Um, so I don't know. I hope it's I hope it lives up to our our former hype and whatever hype we still currently have. All right, let's get into what we've been watching. Uh, Corey, why don't you go ahead and go first? What have you been watching since the last time we recorded? Guys, I finished Game of Thrones. I did it for um, the second time, right? Well, no, I didn't watch the last season the last time I was watching ah, okay. it. It had been such a long time since I had seen like the first seven seasons. So that's why we were rewatching it to prepare for gotcha. the last season. Because dudes, there's so much that happens in that show. There's so much. Yeah. And uh yeah, so we watched that. We finished that. I think I watched like the whole last season and the last week. And I don't know exactly why they did it this way, but each of the episodes was like a hundred and twenty. It was like, um, sorry, an hour and twenty minutes or an hour and thirty minutes. So I don't know why they didn't just make more episodes instead of six. But here we are. Um, <clears throat> I didn't hate it. I don't. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then I watched <laughs> forever forensic files, which is going to be on repeat for the rest of my life. And I did um finish up. Uh, Oh, or I did watch, I think it's a Shudder original, um, Boys from County Hell. I I don't know that one. I liked it. It's kind of like a horror comedy. I think they do a really good oh, okay. job balancing the humor in it. Um, yeah, I liked it. Well, it. there you go. That's all, huh? Yeah. I've watched a little more than that. Um, so... I went and saw Spiral uh, for the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. That's the movie I saw in theaters. I didn't love it. Um, I actually had a lot of things to complain about, um, which you can listen to on the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast that dropped the other day. Um, then I watched the new Warner Brothers film that was released same day uh, on HBO Max as in theaters with Angelina Jolie and John Bernthal called Those Who Wish Me Dead. Um, it's a throwback 90s action movie, very much in the vein of like Cliffhanger. I I didn't love it by any means, but I, I found it very, very watchable. Uh, I kind of forget how good Angelina Jolie is. It seems like she's like not been in movies that I've watched in the last several years. Um, and so I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, she's a very engaging presence on screen. And I had forgotten that. Um, but so when I went to see Spiral, I took my daughter to work. And outside of her work, they have a red box. And I had seen on slick deals that uh, red box was selling Blu-rays at like four ninety nine, like, or I'm sorry, three ninety nine. Yeah. They do that from time to time. If they have a surplus, they'll sell them at a discount rate. And that particular day, a lot of them were on sale for four bucks. And so a movie I've been wanting to watch and I just hadn't made the purchase was love and monsters. Um, it stars Dylan O'Brien who got his big break in the maze runner trilogy. And then he was in American assassin a few years back. Um, and this movie, I'd heard some good things about. I hadn't really uh, seen a trailer or anything. I knew, didn't know anything about it. Um, but I, I bought it for four bucks, and I, I threw it on, and I adored this movie. I it it hit every kind of uh, button for me. Um, it's funny. It's got a lot of heart. I cried like three or four times during the movie. Um, there's monsters, but they're like monsters of Earth creatures because that's what the idea is like. There was an asteroid coming. We blew it up, but the chemicals and the like space asteroid dust mixed together and fell back to Earth and mutated a lot of creatures on the planet, forcing humans to kind of go underground for several years. Um, and he emerges after seven years uh, 
other humans had been out, but he's not that t- he's not a hunter kind of thing. Um, and so, but he's, he's looking to reconnect with his lost love, uh, who is 70 or says the seven day walk away from where he is. Um, but he's never traversed this kind of terrain, nor fought monsters. Uh, and it's got a zombie land vibe because of that. Um, it's, it's just so good. I had such a great time watching this. Um, I really, really love this movie. It's from last year. Uh, but it, it's definitely one of my favorite watches so far this year. I, I, man, I'm so glad I bought it. Um, I bought a couple other movies, but I haven't watched those yet, but love and monsters was one I've been meaning to catch, bought it and super happy that I did. Um, Matt and I are prepping still. We're really, del- I think we're a couple weeks behind our normal pacing for astrology. Uh, but 1963, it seems like all the movies are like three hours long. And so it's taken us longer to get through like the top 10. Um, I watched It's a Mad, 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 Mad World from 1963. It was three hours long. Oh. Um, it's it's not bad. It, it's very interesting. I've actually never seen... There's a lot of movies that are like similar to this. Like Rat Race is one that comes to mind. I've never seen Rat Race. Uh, so this was like a good entry point because a lot of movies have parodied this. It's got tons of crazy cameos in it. Like where like the Three Stooges show up for literally like one scene. They don't say anything. They're just like firefighters on screen. You're like, was that the Three Stooges? And it was. That's it though. They don't come back. They just, there's so many cameos in this movie. Um, it's zany. It's not super funny now, but I could see it probably was at the time. Uh, but it was, it was, you know, cool. But man, it was a long, three hours is a long time watch tina which we'll talk about in a minute and literally just about 30 minutes before we started recording i completed Zack snyder's two hour and 30 minute new zombie movie that's on netflix um in preparation for uh bamp on tuesday that's what we're recording on tuesday um and so a little preview i at first i was i was thinking i was gonna hate it i don't hate it it seems to be my trend with Zack snyder i don't hate his movies but i also don't love his movies and that's really where I sit with this one. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. It doesn't need to be two hours and 20 minutes. Like, I don't know what this guy's deal is that he can't trim a movie below two hours. Like, if you look at his filmography, I don't think there's one movie that's under two hours. Like, and then we get the four-hour Justice League cut just two months what? ago. You know, so, oh, yeah. Um, it's just, it's like, dude, come on, man. Everything doesn't have to be epic. It's... This movie should be so much shorter and Wordy. it's not again, bad, but it's just, it's just fine. Um, I want, I really wanted to love it. I'm a big fan of zombie movies. I like horror comedies. Um, there's some people on the cast that I really, really like, and there's some cool ideas in this movie, but I don't, I don't feel like any of them are really executed perfectly. I think it's like, Oh, interesting idea. Not well executed. And, um, that's you know you just can tell the difference like he he's cool stylistically and i don't really personally like his style but that to me is what Zack snyder brings to the table and if you like that you're probably gonna like elements of it um more than i did but it it, you know it still wasn't bad it just wasn't especially for two hours and 20 minutes i don't think it was you know great but we we watched uh dawn of the his remake of dawn of the dead um for this podcast not long ago I don't remember what what theme that one was for. I feel like it's probably a Halloween or October theme. Yeah. Or it was remakes um, or something. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think it was uh, remakes we had never seen. And I don't love that one. That's a lot of people really like that movie. I am such a fan of the Romero that I didn't like the changes and even some of the the choices with the zombies. Um, There were some people were speculating if army of the dead would be in the same universe as Snyder's Dawn of the dead. I don't think it's supposed to be unless I just forgot some major details of Dawn of the dead that I didn't pick up on. I haven't done any research to see if anyone's made any connections. Um, but, but yeah, it's out on Netflix now. Um, and uh, sorry, folks, the bloody awesome movie podcast will be covering uh, reviewing it on our next episode. So if you're interested in hearing what Matt and I thought about army of the dead, check that out. All right, let's get into uh, the stats and details of Tina. Tina came out this year. I actually don't know when it was released. It was kind of, it feels like a soft release. I didn't hear a lot of talk about it um, prior to us picking out our movies for the month. 
but uh, it has a 8.1 IMDb user rating and 81 Metascore, which is pretty high. Uh, written, I mean, written strong with the documentary, but nevertheless, uh, written directed by Daniel Lindsay and TJ Martin. Um, there's, it's not, you know, there's a lot of celebrities talking about Tina Turner. Tina Turner herself, Angela uh, Angela Bassett, who played Tina on, in a, I think it was a TV movie. Um, Oprah Winfrey's in there. Ike Turner, but it's archive footage, obviously. Uh, Kurt Loder, the MTV reporter who, I was really surprised to find out he was like the writer of yeah. her biography. Um, was shocked about that. Um, I I learned a lot about this. Uh, I, I thought I knew a lot more about Tina Turner than I, tend, I ended up doing. Uh, the synopsis is pretty straightforward. It's an exclusive access to Grammy award-winning artists to celebrate her career. Um, yeah, I guess that's an interesting way of, of articulating this. This isn't, uh, it's not an expose. It's not trying to unveil anything. Um, it's just a kind of general, like, hey, this is Tina's story. Um, and her kind of take on some of the elements of her story. It celebrates her her performance to a degree. Um, I don't know. It's not super long. Uh, it was, well, it's just under two hours. One hour, 58 minutes. Um you picked it so let's i'll let you start what did you think of tina i really enjoyed it um yeah i just remember her from when i was a kid um you know some of her music being on the radio but and like i had heard some stuff about like you know with ike turner but i guess i didn't really understand because I feel like the height of her solo career was like a little before I was born. And uh-huh. I guess I just didn't realize how big she was. I, I basically everything you just said is exactly the same that I felt. Um, I knew very much about, like I heard jokes my whole life about Ike hitting Tina, which is, weird that there were jokes but people would make jokes like um never uh, about like uh, encouraging it but like um use it as like a like a measure of someone's anger you know like ike and tina and so i was always aware of that element of her life and i knew her but i never knew until this documentary how long she'd been a musician. Like I had no context that she started in like the early sixties, you know, like I thought she started in the eighties. Cause that's when I associated, you know, her with like, I guess just with I my, if, the late fifties. Sorry. I interrupted you. Uh, no, no. Um, I, I was going to say fifties, but I hesitated. Um, you know, listeners, I think, uh, for this one, we're just going to dive right into spoilers. Cause it's, it doesn't feel like there's really spoilers in this. Like there's not, I, I, to me, I, it's basically, do, what do you know about Tina Turner? If you know a lot, then there's no spoilers in this. If you know little, like I did, everything's a spoiler. Cause I, I there was a lot of, the only thing I knew is the Ike Turner thing. So, um, Corey, why don't you go ahead and drop the warning guys from here on out. We're going to talk about Tina from this year. You have been warned. So my thing with this movie, I found it very, very engaging. Um, I, I've never been really like, I want to listen to Tina Turner music. That's never been a thought I've had. Um, I do feel kind of compelled to go and listen to some of their stuff. Uh, I didn't realize how influential she was to other artists. Uh, And honestly, like I've always known who she was, but I don't think I knew what she sounded like. I think the most I've spent with Tina Turner in as an adult was when I watched the Mad Max, um, trilogy the original trilogy and got to beyond thunderdome and i'm like yep there's tina turner that's all i had you know what i'm saying like so i found the documentary endlessly watchable very very engaging i thought the performances that we got to see which were, were small i thought that was really cool though i thought it, it was impressive um i liked hearing all the people like talk about her career and how influential she was but at the same time i i don't feel like it was anything more than that. Like it just felt like if I were to make a documentary about an artist that I'm a big fan of, 
it would just be people gushing about them. And that's what this felt like. So it was very digestible, but at the same time, I, I, I don't really know what else to say about it. Like it's, it's not a negative thing. I don't think a movie has to like reveal some dark secret to be compelling or anything like that, but it's just like, do you want to know things about Tina Turner's career? And if so, here you go. And if not, then you probably don't want to watch this. But fortunately I did find her career very fascinating and tragic at times. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time coming. Like, what do I want to say about it? What, what about you? Um, I really appreciated that she didn't think that she had business savvy, but she obviously did. Mm. Um, you know, like when they get divorced and she doesn't get anything and she comes back with, uh, well, I want my name. Like, I was like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I love that she like knew exactly what she wanted and she went out and she got it. And that she, like, blew so many, you know, things that were against her, she just blew them out of the water. Um, and she was successful anyway. Um, I, like, I just didn't know a lot about her. I didn't, you yeah. know, I so I found a lot of this fascinating. Um, and I felt like they didn't, I liked how it was, like, broken into parts and stuff um, when she just has had enough and she finally leaves him and almost gets hit by a truck guys by a semi. Um, yeah. I was like, this is not the way um, that it ends. I don't know. That was scary sounding, but um, you know, like that whole event, I just, I like, I knew she was influential. I didn't realize to what degree either, but I can see why I just, Oh yeah. Yeah. She's just fascinating. Um, I, that's the thing. Like there was never a moment I was watching this where I wasn't engaged. Like I felt very drawn in. I was, um, I thought a lot of the archival footage was really, really well, like sought out. And, um, the performances were really cool to see. I, there is like a, um, a humbleness to her that was surprising because I think of her as just like, Again, having not really listened to a lot of her music, I've heard songs of hers, but I've, I don't think I ever actively have listened to an album of hers or anything like that. And obviously she's like on soundtracks and things of that nature, but um, I didn't realize like when she's talking about like when she first met Ike and she was like, I want to sing. And he just kind of blew her off and it kept happening. And then she finally was given the opportunity. Like there's, that's obviously confidence, but she know when she's talking as like an adult now um as an adult now when she's talking now like the present tina talking in the interviews she doesn't seem like some woman who's been this icon for 50 years you know she just seems like this person who's like i wanted to sing and he let me sing and you know that's how i got here like it wasn't it doesn't and i think she even says like it wasn't a grand plan it was just I wanted to do this thing. I felt like I could do this thing. And that's kind of awesome, you know, for someone to be this iconic. And again, to have some of the, the, the descriptions of the abuse that she went was really hard to hear. Um, I was worried going in because there was like a warning at the beginning about like the visuals. So I didn't know if there was like footage of him hitting her or what we were going to see. There isn't, but the descriptions are still very, very graphic and brutal. Um, there was talk of like him hitting her with a hanger till she was like swollen. And again, you don't see that, but just the description and the uh, third seeing her, kind of, yeah, it, it's oh, the coffee the story was horrible, and her that was her her son telling I, that story. Does it like ever just blow your mind, like? that people think to hurt other people that way. Like I, oh, yeah. I, I just hear like stories or like even in, in a movie or, you know, things like this. And I'm like, why would that ever cross your mind? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of things that I hear and I wonder why anyone would, would do that or think to do that or whatever. Um, and I never, I guess it's good that I don't have the answer because it's clearly never crossing my mind, but it is still like, just 
it shouldn't be mind blowing anymore because it it seems like it happens more often than it conceivably should. But nevertheless, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that I don't believe that those things, I don't want anyone to misunderstand that. I just don't understand how somebody's mind just goes that I watch a lot of true crime. I listen to a lot of true crime, people throwing people out of windows. What, what makes you think of that? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and that, that's what, one of the things that makes her story so hard to hear, but also so compelling is because despite those things she does overcome. It takes her a long time to, to finally break free of Ike. Um, and what, man, there was a, one of the, most of the times he's speaking, it's just like random, like news interviews or whatever. But the one time that there's like an interview where they're asking him directly about Tina. Oh man. He just sounds so crazy to me. Like he's, he can't get a, a sentence straight. And then he like, he basically says like, can I have a redo and tries to like start over? And it's like, uh, I guess he didn't know we would just see all of this when he gave this interview. Um, but man, Ike, um, there are, there are moments where you kind of feel for Ike because it does seem like he got, he didn't get the credit he deserved for some of the music he made. Um, but that doesn't justify any of the things that he, he did. Um, and especially like he took it out on Tina. It sounds like so much of the time and I'm, who knows who else he took it out on, but um, yeah, it, it's her story. Just if, if, if that you removed that her story is inspirational because she did, she was this person who wanted to sing. She made a career singing. She made some really interesting choices and um, kind of revolutionized her style and then like when you add in the fact that she overcame this horrifically abusive relationship of a man who basically attempted to control her entire life, including giving her the name Tina Turner, um, it, it makes her story even more inspirational um, and tragic, of course. But uh, definitely, I thought I knew more about Tina Turner than I did. So it was exciting to... Um, um, to see this documentary. And I think at the very beginning, and then again, later on, they said it's the woman who taught Mick Jagger to dance. Yeah. And in gimme shelter, which we watched last week, there was a, a scene with Tina Turner in it. Um, and again, even that, even though that movie was what? 1969 was gimme shelter. Um, it still didn't register to me that Tina Turner had been performing for that long. You know what I'm saying? Like until I watched Tina, it, I still thought of her as like an 80s pop singer. And she is far more than that. She exceeded, you know, 80s music by, or she preceded 80s music by 20 years or more. Um, and it didn't register that we're watching Gimme Shelter, and that's 1969. And he's, we see a clip of Tina performing, and it didn't click then. So it's, it's interesting. Um, I, I struggle with timetables, anyways. Like, time is so hard to really wrap my head around especially in those past kind of situations but um yeah it's i i'm curious still like if like when they say that if he just liked her and mimicked her or if they actually had like interaction i didn't quite get that all the way but yeah i love that um i really like the visuals that they did like the different locations that they filmed in in this uh documentary especially like when they're touring through her abandoned home in LA, I believe that she lived, I think it was like 14 years or something with Ike Turner and their children. I just love old buildings. It just looks Mm -hmm. like it's still, you know, stuck in that time period. Um, Yeah. And I love that she finally did find love. And that she was with them for like what twenty seven, twenty eight years before they got married. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, and then um, the, actually, you brought up the house. That was an interesting choice, I thought, with the B roll in this movie. A lot of times when we hear them talking or uh, whatever, we're seeing like these the the house, which I am assuming was like they actually went back to like her their old home and was like filming stuff. It was hard to tell exactly what we were seeing because it was clearly not archival footage. Um, 
because there was like nobody in the house or whatever we were just like like the the when they're telling this the coffee story it's like moving through the hallway it turns left into a bedroom and there's like i think a heart-shaped bed or there's something with a heart and the bed was like center of the room and it like goes through the doorway um and you're hearing the story but you're just seeing this space uh and i it's it was really interesting um like way of kind of illustrating the moment without showing the moment, you know, without it actually being like the horrific visuals that we were being described. So, and like we haven't talked about it at all, but she was abandoned by both of her parents when she was a kid, her and all of her siblings. Yeah, that story was nuts. Like her mom just leaves one day and then her dad leaves too, and then nobody comes back. And I did they go live with a cousin? I can't remember, but. I I just feel like she's such a, such a, she's a bigger woman than I would ever be, you know, because oh. she ends up taking care of her mother and buys her house and stuff. Yeah, I was like, just that, so many interesting stories that came from that. Her, I didn't realize her son passed away a few years ago. Yeah, I didn't catch that until the end when they were like you know showing the credits and it said in memory of i was like oh didn't didn't realize he had died a lot of personal tragedy honestly i gotta admit i didn't know if she was alive or not until we were watching until i was watching the documentary like i was like did did she die and that why is that why the documentary has been made or or what and then like when she first showed up like now and i was like is that now now or is that like now like a year ago like yeah i was still uncertain and i was like oh okay she's still alive okay good cool um but yeah i had i had no clue you know mm-hmm. which just again that's just i i thought i knew more about tina turner than i did i knew like almost nothing it's just like sometimes things that happen in pop culture i just miss too so Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and also, I mean, so much happens. Everything is news. Yeah, so it's just like keeping up with all of it. And again, or like I said, the the jokes about Ike Turner, she would have been away from Ike Turner for like 20 years by the time I was hearing those jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like, And yet they were still being made, you know? And I, it's, it's just so... It's sad because she talks about it so much in this that no matter what she accomplishes or what she gets done, it always just comes back to that relationship and like wanting her to relive it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were some tough moments when she, you could just see on her face, she's like, I have to talk about this again. Like, really? Like, I am like, so I gave done. You guys, a movie. I gave you a book. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, like, leave it alone. We're done. And still, so, you know, you know, nice, I don't know, to the people she I She was always know. very professional and cordial. Yes. Yeah, like, um, and it, yeah, it's, it's interesting, too, because I think in my head, I do associate Whitney Houston and Tina Turner because of, like, the 80s music that I remember my mom listening to, and then, yeah. Uh, they both have kind of tragic love stories into their lives that were very public, right? Like you have the Bobby Brown and Whitney story and obviously Whitney's ended in, in uh, the other direction. Like Tina's still alive. Tina's still powerful and, and independent. Whitney, you know, succumbed to uh, early death and, and drug overdose. Um, so obviously different paths, but nevertheless, both iconic pop stars who were in terrible relationships that define their, their, career to a degree and also i guess to define their personal lives Distant. in the public spectrum and maybe became like 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 you mentioned with tina just constantly being bombarded with questions about ike even 20 30 years after she left ike and she like you said did a tv movie or allowed a tv movie um the film festival where it, i think it was cans maybe that it premiered at and the, the guy was like have you seen it she's like no i loved her explanation she's like i i didn't want to relive that like that's i did this so that i could move past it and i didn't want to sit through it and i was just like man um i'm really interested 
I didn't realize um, that she had done an album with Phil Spector, who is he still in jail? <laughs> like, he murdered somebody. I'm not laughing about it. I just can't oh. remember. Oh, yeah. Studio. He murdered someone in his home studio or something. I can't remember Whoa. when. I'm really bad with time also. Um, but yeah, he's in prison. I can't remember if he passed away. I don't think so. But I didn't realize. Um. That she had made an album with him, and I'm actually really interested in hearing that. I think he's, oh yeah, he did pass away in uh, January of this year, actually. Oh, wow. And then apparently on the morning of February 3rd, 2003, American actress Lana Clarkson was found dead at age 40 in uh, his studio. Um, oh, in the mansion of his of his studio in the early hours of that morning, Clarkson had met Spectre while working at the House of Blues in L.A. After leaving Inspector's limousine, the two were driven to Spectre's mansion and went inside while his driver waited in the car. About an hour later, the driver heard a gunshot. This is all on Wikipedia, so I have no way. Of, there are sources cited, but man, I, it, I they definitely didn't bring that up in the documentary, huh? No, I mean, granted, it wasn't well, about it was him. Only- but, yeah, but they had like a photo of him with uh, the Ronettes, and he was married to Ronnie Spencer for a while, who I think was lead singer, and he was just terrible to her, too. She had to escape their home, um, you know, when he left. he would I think he would even take her shoes and stuff so she couldn't leave. I think he had dogs outside the house. Like, he was such a big pop producer. Sorry, I know that I went off. I just find this all fascinating. Yeah, no, I mean, geez, his mugshot is kind of scary looking like definitely not the guy you see in the 70s in the documentary. But um, yeah, that's that's Tina. I I got nothing else to add. Um, Is there any other parts of it you want to reference? No. So, Tina, I think very, very well made. Um, I, I don't think it's a must-see uh, unless, again, you really want to know a lot about Tina Turner, and then it's definitely a must-see because you're going to get a lot of information. I think it's not quite golden for me, though. It's definitely worth watching. It's not a waste of time. Just not a... You know, outside of just learning about her, there's nothing... out Like, there's no amazing filmmaking or anything like that. It's just, it's just a really well-put-together documentary that showcases a lot about what's amazing with Tina Turner. I'm going to go with the same. There you go. Um, We have one more to watch and we are doing, uh, I forget which Nirvana. I keep forgetting the name of it. It's um, montage. Is it Kobe? Yeah. Montage of heck, which is also on HBO max. Uh, I, I am a big Nirvana fan, which is probably like not a big revelation to most people. I think most people seem to concede if you like nineties rock music that you like Nirvana. Um, I, I went through, I don't know. Um, I, I was very aware of Kurt Cobain's suicide. Like I remember when it happened, I was already kind of a Nirvana fan. Then I definitely became a bigger Nirvana fan in high school. Um, which was, you know, a few years after his death. Uh, I went through a real strong, like, grunge phase um in like 2004 where i got like really into like alice in chains and soundgarden and nirvana uh i do not like pearl jam i don't understand why everybody else does. <laughs> i like pearl jam uh, a lot so many people do i don't get I feel it like I you're do judging not understand. me what why no matt loves <laughs> pearl jam i don't like them i don't Thanks, think matt. their music is good it's very um, good uh, i mean i was in a band called contrast that we did like three pearl jam covers and i was always like why are we playing the i don't understand why everyone thinks eddie vetter is so good i just don't get it i i uh i'm not even saying the songs are inherently bad i just think like his style just doesn't mesh with me i even i like temple of the dog which he is in but i do not enjoy most pearl jam stuff i don't know what it is uh i'm not even saying like there's at least one or two songs i don't mind um I don't know. And I also, I feel like Vetter has to be involved in some conspiracy because he's like the last remaining front man of the, the big five, right? Like Scott Weiland's dead. Uh, Chris Cornell's dead. Um, obviously Chris, Kurt's dead. Oh yeah. He died Chris in Cornell, Detroit. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, killed himself and uh, Lane Staley died. And so you, you're missing like you're of the five big grunge bands, at least in my head, those are the five like big, like iconic grunge bands. Pearl Jam is the only one that still has their front man. 
just saying, uh, joke speculation, but nevertheless, um, <laughs> out of here. <laughs> anyways, we're we're gonna be watching the the Nirvana doc. Um, something I've been wanting to to watch, and I've heard good things about for some time, and uh, that will be how we end the month of May. Um, for our music documentaries. Uh, it's called Cobain Montage of Heck. That is why it's just, it's such a straightforward title, I guess. Um, I wonder, it's, oh, it's not a short one. Uh, oh, God, 132 what did you do? minutes. 132 minutes. Um, eh, just a little over two hours. Hopefully it's yeah. fascinating. It, it has, it's a 3.8 on Letterboxd and a lot of positive reviews from people I follow. So that's, I, I'm excited to check it out. Um, Sean Baker watched it. What oh, say about it? we like him. He said Blu-ray, so he he owns it. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh. Anywho, uh, that's um, that is uh, our review of Tina. Um, if you like, we'd love to hear your thoughts on Tina, or if you want to tell us uh, how much you love us, you can reach out to us on social media. I'm at Burke Reviews and Corey at Corey R Star Two R's on the end. And if you like what we're doing here at Movie Club Podcast, we ask that you rate and review. Uh, give us that five-star click so that other people find the podcast and are able to hear our uh, collective thoughts on various films and all those things we talk about beforehand. Um, thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back next week. Until next time, keep watching movies. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com. Hey, this is Matt from What I Watched Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director-focused shows, end-of-year rankings, start-of-the-year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think. <laughs>